0: what's up everybody welcome to building our power this is gabby thank you for joining us for another episode building our power part 13 blood in my eye um if you'd like to contribute to the work we're doing in the city you can do so link is in the description we just dropped by the community fridge today dropped off some snacks um so yeah if you'd like to contribute to that you can like to join us in person in the future you can do so link is in the description hit us up we can link up And, uh, you know, do some moves in the city. Um, I think that is all housekeeping. Same old, same old. Let's get right into it. Part 13 of Blood in My Eye. This is entitled Toward the United Front. A new Unitarian and progressive current has sprung up in the movement centering on political prisoners. How can this unitarian conduct be developed further in the face of determined resistance from the establishment? How can it be used to isolate reactionary elements? Unitary conduct implies a search for those elements in our present situation, which can become the basis for joint action. It involves a conscious reaching for the relevant, the intente, and especially in our case, the reconcilable. Throughout the centralizing authoritarian process of American history, the ruling classes have found it necessary to discourage and punish any genuine opposition to hierarchy. But there have always been individuals and groups who rejected the ideal of two unequal societies existing one on top of the other. The men who placed themselves above the rest of society through guile, fortuitous outcome of circumstance, and sheer brutality have developed two principal institutions to deal with any and all serious disobedience, the prison and institutionalized racism. There are more prisons of all categories in the United States than in all other countries of the world combined. At all times, there are two-thirds of a million people or more confined to these prisons. Hundreds, hundreds are destined to be legally executed; thousands more, quasi-legally; other thousands will never again have any freedom of movement, barring a revolutionary change in all the institutions that combine to make up the, uh, the order of things. One third of a million people may not seem like a great number compared with the total population of two hundred million, however. Compared with the one million who are responsible for all the affairs of men within the extended state, it constitutes a striking contrast. What I want to explore now are a few of the subtle elements that I have observed to be standing in the path of a much-needed united front, non-sectarian, to effectively reverse this legitimized ripoff. Prisons were not institutionalized on such a massive scale by the people. Most people realize that crimes is simply the result of a grossly disproportionate distribution of wealth and privilege. A reflection of the present state of property relations. There are no wealthy men on death row, and so few in the general prison population that we can discount them altogether. Imprisonment is an aspect of class struggle from the outset. It is the creation of a closed society which attempts to isolate those individuals who disregard the structures of a hypocritical establishment, as well as those who attempt to challenge it on a mass basis. Throughout its history, the United States has used its prisons to suppress any organized efforts to challenge its legitimacy from its attempts to break up the early working man's benevolent association to banning of the Communist Party during what I regard as a fascist takeover of this country to the attempts to destroy the Black Panther Party. The hypocrisy of American fascism forces it to conceal its attack on political offenders by the legal fiction of conspiracy laws and highly sophisticated frame-ups. The masses must be taught to understand the true function of prisons. Why do they exist in such numbers? What is the real underlying economic motive of crime and the official definition of types of offenders or victims? The people must learn that when one, quote, offends the totalitarian state, it is patently not an offense against the people of that state, but an assault upon the privilege of the privileged few. Could anything be more ridiculous than the language of blatantly political indictments? The people of the state versus Angela Davis and Rochelle Maggie. Or the people of the state versus Bobby Seale and Erica Huggins. What people? Clearly the hierarchy, the armed minority. We must educate the people in the real causes of economic crimes. They must be made to realize that even crimes of passion are the psychosocial effects of an economic order that was decadent 100 years ago. All crime can be traced to objective socioeconomic conditions, socially productive or counterproductive activities. In all cases, it is determined by the economic system, the method of economic organization. The people of the state versus John Doe is as tenuous as the clearly political frame It's like stating the people versus the people, man against himself. Official definitions of crime are simply attempts by establishment to suppress the forces of progress. Prisoners must be reached and made to understand that they are victims of social injustice. This is my task working from within. While I'm here, my persuasion is that the war goes on no matter where one may find themselves on bourgeois-dominated soil. The sheer numbers of prisoner class and the terms of their existence make them a mighty reservoir for revolutionary potential. Working alone and from within a still-enclosed society, there is very little that people like myself can do to awake the restrained potential revolutionary outside the walls. That is the part of the task of the, quote, prison movement. The prison movement, the August 7th movement, and all similar efforts Educate the people in the illegitimacy of establishment power and hint at the ultimate goal of revolutionary consciousness at every level of struggle. The goal is always the same, the creation of an infrastructure capable of fielding a people's army. Each of us should understand that revolution is aggressive. The manipulators of the system cannot or will not meet our legitimate demands. Eventually, this will move us all into a violent encounter with the system. These are the terminal years of capitalism. And as we move into more and more basic challenges to its rule, history, clearly forewarns us that when the prestige of power fails, a violent episode precedes its transformation. All right. So I feel like all that was pretty much self-explanatory. Like... You know, if we've been reading this far, this is kind of a running theme that what we view as crime and punishment and the law isn't what we've been taught. We've been taught that bad people go to jail. The jail is for them to, you know, not only be punished for their crimes, but for them to change their ways and come back better and not do it again and stuff like that. But it's, but any... Any history, any real history that you look at, going back to the creation of the prisons and the police, it has always been a tool of capitalism. It has always been a tool of white supremacy and oppression. It's never had the people, us, our best interests at heart. They couldn't care less. We say this every time. They couldn't care less. Who's attacking you? Who's doing something to you? Who's stealing from you? They do not. I, I've seen so many. I, I see so many stories on TikTok. I see so many stories on Facebook. I see so many stories on YouTube about people who have been hurt by somebody who were trying to escape somebody who are being stalked, being harassed, who have being threatened. They go to the police, and the police say, "Well, there's nothing we can do because you know whatever." I was just watching a thing with the, what's the thing, dads Against preds, whatever. Like, these people are finding pedophiles and exposing them, doing the work that the police should be doing, and the police are telling them that they're doing something bad. And the police is not arresting these people because they're like, well, they haven't done anything yet. Why do we have to wait for something to be done? You see what I'm saying? Like, if if the goal was protection, they would be protecting and I feel like as far as people who, you know, claim to be abolitionists or people who are like against the prisons, what dude was talking about as far as educating the people is a must. And also, you know, affirming some of the feelings that they're going through. Like people want people want folks to get gas. We people want people who harm people to get gas. I mean, that's honestly what we want too. We want these oppressors to get gapped because they are hurting us and they have built this system that continues to oppress us. And so I get it. I'm not a, a non-violent person. I think violence is necessary, but I don't think that the state is the one that should be in control of that. I do not. I do not because it has ulterior motives. Their motives isn't to protect us. Their motive is to keep the status quo. Their motive is to keep to keep this capitalist thing running. So I definitely don't think it should be in the hands of not, not America. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But I feel like that is important to affirm. Because sometimes when you're just talking about, oh, restorative justice, and this, and that, it, it can go in one ear and out the other. Because, I mean, we live in the real world. And we know that all the, the ducks are not in a row to have a truly... Good uh, uh, material condition to be able to do that stuff and do it successfully. So I don't know. It, it's it's tricky, but I do think that you can at least get people to see that the jail is not a rehabilitation center. A jail is not a place where you stop making felons. A jail is a place that actually makes people more hardened and and worsen their mental health. Um, So I think that can be a start. All right, back to the reading. We can attempt to limit the scope and range of violence and revolution by mobilizing as many partisans as possible at every level of socioeconomic life. But given the hold that the ruling class has on this country and its history of violence, nothing could be more certain than civil disorders, perhaps even civil war. I don't dread either. There are no good aspects of monopoly capital, so no reservations need be recognized in this destruction. Monopoly capital is the enemy. It crushes the life force of all the people. It must be completely destroyed as quickly as possible. Utterly, totally, ruthlessly, relentlessly destroyed. With this as a common major goal, it would seem that anti-establishment forces would find little difficulty in developing common initiatives and methods consistent with the goals of mass society. Regretfully, this has not been the case. Only the prison movement has shown any promise of cutting across ideological, racial, and cultural barricades that have blocked the natural coalition of left-wing forces at all times in the past. So this movement must be used to provide an example for the partisans engaged at other levels of struggle. The issues involved in the dialectical in the dialectic which flows from an understanding of the clear objective existence of overt oppression could be the springboard for our entry into the tide of increasing worldwide socialist con- socialist consciousness. In order to create a united left whose aim is the defense of political prisoners and prisoners in general, we must renounce the idea that all part- participants must be of one mind and should work at the problem from a single party line or with a single party line or with a single method. The reverse of this is actually desirable. From all according to ability. Each partisan outside the vanguard elements should work at radicalizing in the area of their natural environment, the places where they pursue their normal lives when not attending rallies and demonstrations. The vanguard elements. Organized party workers of all ideological persuasions should go among the people concentrated at the rallying point with consciousness-raising strategy, promoting commitment, and provide concrete, clearly defined activity. The vanguard elements must search out people who can and will contribute to the building of the commune, the infrastructure, with pen and clipboard in hand for those who aren't ready to take that step a packet of pamphlets should be provided for their education. All of this, of course, means that we are moving and on a mass level, not all in our separate directions, but firmly under the discipline and principled leadership of the vanguard Black Panther Communist Party. One simply cannot act without a head. Democratic centralism is the only way to deal effectively with the American ordeal. The central committee of the People's Vanguard Party must make its presence felt through the various levels of the overall movement. With the example of unity in the prison movement, we can begin to break the old behavioral patterns that have repeatedly allowed bourgeois capitalism, its imperialism, and fascism to triumph over the last several decades. We tap a massive potential reservoir of of partisans for cadre work we make it possible to begin to address one of the most complex psychosocial byproducts that economic man, with his private enterprise have manufactured, racism. I've saved this most critical barrier to our needs of unity for last. Racism is a matter of ingrained traditional attitudes conditioned through institutions. For some, it is as natural a ref- reflex as breathing. The psychosocial effects of segregated environments compounded by bitter class repression have served in the past to render the progressive movement almost totally impotent. The major obstacle to a united left in the country is white racism. There are three categories of white races. The overt, self-satisfied racist who doesn't attempt to hide his antipathy. The self-interditing Racist who harbors and nurtures racism in spite of his best efforts, and the unconscious racist who has no awareness of his racist preconceptions. I deny the existence of black racism outright. By fiat, I deny it. Too much black blood has flowed between the chasm that separates the races. It's fundamentally unfair to expect the black man to differentiate a glance between the various kinds of white races. What the apologist terms, black racism is either a healthy defense reflex on the part of the sincere black partisan who is attempting to deal with the realistic problems of survival and elevation, or the racism of the government stooge organs. As black partisans, we must recognize and allow for the existence of all three types of races. We must understand their presence as an effect of the system. It is a system that must be crushed, for it continues to manufacture new and deeper contradictions of both class and race. Once it is destroyed, we may be able to address the problems of racism at an even more basic level. But we must also combat racism while we are in the process of destroying that system. The self-internating racism Racist, no matter what his acquired conviction or ideology, will seldom be able to contribute with his actions in any real concrete way. His role in revolution, barring a change of basic character, will be minimal throughout. Whether the basic character of a man can be changed at all is still a question. But we have in the immediacy of the quote, Issues in question, the perfect opportunity to test the validity of materialist philosophy again, because we don't have to guess, we have the means of proof. The need for Unitarian conduct goes much deeper than the liberation of Angela, Bobby, Erica, McGee, Losiete, Tienera, White Draft Resisters, and now the indomitable and faithful James Carr. We have fundamental strategy to be proved. Tested and proved. The activity surrounding the protection and liberation of people who fight for us is an important aspect of the struggle, but it is important only if it provides new initiatives that redirect and advance the revolution under new progressive methods. There must be a collective redirection of the old guard, the factory and union agitator, with the campus activists who can counter the ill effects of fascism at its training site and with the looping proletariat intellectuals who possess revolutionary scientific socialist attitudes to deal with the masses of street people already living outside the system. They must work towards developing the unity of the pamphlet and the silence pistol. Black, brown, and white are all victims together. At the end of this mass collective struggle, we will uncover our new man, the unpredictable culmination of the revolutionary process, He will be better equipped to wage the real struggle, the permanent struggle after the revolution, the one for new relationships between men. Okay, so um, yeah, pretty much. Um, he's talking about you know, there has not really been any unity in the fight against the system, whether it be because of class issues. Or racist issues. Or just random, I'd add, random little tits for tats about random shit. Like, just shit you see on Twitter. Like, like, the most basic, random discourse that is causing people to say, I'm about to leave the left. Like, so, what he's saying is, there, is, there are ways to... um there are ways to unite and uh, you have to unite under the common goal and the common goal, obviously for us has to be liberation. And, uh, I mean, he's saying, he's saying it can be done because they've done it in the prisons. They've been able to unite people of all races. And of course, this is all proletariat, lumpen proletariat men. Um, but he, he, you know, figured that the same thing can be used uh, for us in the outside world. Um and you know, I don't I don't disagree. I think that there are there will have to be a uniting of people um up under a common goal, but I feel like unfortunately the common goal in order to get to the common goal you have to already have been deconstructing shit because there's no way you're like, okay, I'm fighting for the destruction of this American capitalist system, right? But, you know, their, their uh, black shit, we'll talk about that later. Their ableist shit, we'll talk about that later. The gay shit, we'll talk about that later. We have to unite under this common goal. We have to unite. That's like saying, I, I want to get rid of, like I said, anyway. I want to get rid of these roaches. I'm going to get rid of these roaches. I'm going to do everything in my in my power to get rid of these roaches. Now, we're going to talk about this mess in my house. We're going to talk about that later. We're gonna talk about these Cheetos I got on the ground later. We're gonna talk about this crack in the dough, that's letting the, the uh, roaches in. We're gonna talk about that later. I got to get rid of these roaches. Well, you're never gonna get rid of the roaches, man. You're not even dealing with things that are contributing. So I, I think it's it's going to it's gonna be more than just I want communism. like we're seeing that with our own eyes. There's so many people. I want communism. I want socialism. I watch Vosh. I watch Hassan. I watch these people. I watch that. I want all these things. I watch Jimmy Dore. But you literally racist as hell. you literally against uh, the liberation of queer and trans people. You literally hate children. you literally all this, but you want communism? Like... No, no, no. I feel like, mm, 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 and and that stuff is not minute. Like he was saying, yeah, these things have to be dealt with during the process of um fighting for the revolution. But I don't think it should be something that it is something that should be in the forefront because there's just no way. There's no way. Imagine we do all this. Imagine we do all this planning revolution and now we over here and and women still can't have no abortions. Or pu folks still being prosec- uh persecuted. What sense would that make? So I I don't know. And people can say this virtue signaling or people can say this uh the The left is too damn pure. They got their pure politics. They don't let just anybody in there. The right lets anybody in there as long as you hate uh, minorities. And it's like, duh, because that's the status quo. Like, you're not changing anything. Like, anybody can easily join the right. Duh, just wake up and go there. You're already you've already been brainwashed into that thinking. I'm sorry we're trying to do something different. I'm sorry we're trying to do something totally against everything that stands for. But doing that requires a certain level of world view. Like it shouldn't be nothing in your brain that's like, yeah yeah, yeah, I'm for communism or whatever, but I'm still better than this group of people. I deserve more rights than this group of people. Like, that's not finna fly, homie. It's just not. And I think a lot of white people need to check themselves because, honestly, like, we've already talked about this, this is what they think. They think that black people are the mules, minorities are the mules, but eventually, once that revolution comes, they finna be in charge. I ain't, I ain't shit from the train. We, we ain't talking about all that identity politics shit. This, 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 this secondary shit. And, and cis hetero people as well. And us able people as well. And uh, yeah, so that is important to talk about. People, people act like shit like that is like minuscule. And we need to be talking about theory. And we need to be talking about. Well, we really don't need to be talking about nothing. You need to be in the streets. But. If you're not already, when you're in the streets, sowing the seeds of anti-hierarchical thinking and liberation of all people, you're setting yourself up for failure and we will continue to be stagnant forever. We're not stagnant because we are challenging each other to be better. We're stagnant. We've been stagnant. It's because we just let shit slide. We've let the we let the misogynist slide. Oh, well, you know it's whatever. You know, you know. We've let the anti-blackness slide. We let the the ableism slide. But now we gotten to a point where we're like, that's not gonna fly. And so I feel like that's a good thing. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that you know? Uh, do you think that these are things that can just be you know worked with? While we are, you know, planning for the revolution, do you think it's something that should just wait until after the revolution is done? What do y'all think? Do you even think these are important things to be thinking about when we're thinking about revolution? Or should this, you know, are these secondary things? If you let me know, uh, hit us up on all social media accounts at PWR. We're going to end it right there. That was page 113. We're going to start back up with page one seventeen in the next episode. Um but thank you guys for listening. Um yeah hit us up. All links are in the description for all things. Thank you very much. This has been Gabby and we're out.